Jackson had a 3.8 UBR. Wow, that was pretty good. 40 what? The 40. Caleb so. likes those overs. Well, I, I just I just picked two unders. What? Oregon. Um, because I thought it would be fun, right? We want to see the turnover <laughs> chainsaw. We I want mean, to see why not? The, the the bling and the lights of the Rose Bowl at 8 o'clock. Pack 12 after die. Good teams win, great teams cover. I've always said <laughs> Well... With, with, with 10 games over Miss, Mr. Safe over there. Ga- oh, Safe. That's a bold like, move. Why not? Like uh, 12 weeks, we'll be unemployed. I just want to say. That's right. In, twel- in 12 weeks, we'll be, uh, we'll be sitting next to the burn, bar- burn barrel out uh, under the bridge. Run the RPO, Chad. It's not hard. Rutgers is good. They lost yeah. their coach. Okay. They're, they're, they're doing so good, their coach just <laughs> got fired. <laughs> My notes yeah, on this game, did. it says Iowa and Michigan are both awful. <laughs> and their offense is very, very bad. We need to come up I with, th- like, an algorithm. Uh, there's nothing to talk about. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Six. I think he shanked the extra point. Leeches off his rocker. <laughs> this is the Kick Six Project. It's Nathan, Caleb, and Dick. That's right. This is the Kick Six Podcast. I'm Nathan. With me, as always, Caleb and Jake. Say what's up, boys. What's up, boys? What's up, what's up? It's Maserati Marv. Mariachi Marv. Golly, dude. Jake, how you feeling? Uh, how you feeling, buddy? I feel good. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our week number eight recap show. Uh, week number eight was awesome. Um, Notre Dame had a bye which was kind of boring, but uh, a lot of good games, a lot of interesting stuff going on. Uh, we're going to break down our picks, going to break down some other stuff across uh, college football. I know Jake and I need to talk about some recent developments uh, the University of Arkansas, right? The Hogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Jake, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's just get it rolling. Uh, let's start with our picks, yes, and then we'll, uh, we'll circle back at the end. Okay, uh, our first game was Penn State uh, at uh, Ohio State. Nate, you had Penn State plus four and a half, and I had the under 48, and Caleb had uh, Ohio State minus four and a half. Uh, Nate, you got yours wrong, unfortunately, um, and then Caleb and I got ours correct. Sir. Yeah, so uh, off to a bad start for me, uh, which is, is not surprising. That's, uh, you know, typical. Uh, looked like Penn State was going to stay in it, but literally no offense. Uh, I do believe that their offense is uh, subpar, and I believe that Ohio State's defense is really, really good. So, uh, yeah. not upset about this. Uh, I think the under was the right play, Jake, uh, especially having... Uh, I think that was a lock of the week. Yeah, having, done, having done a little more research, um, I know everyone's probably already seen the, the post-game press conference with Drew Alar. Uh, he struggled in this game, man. 18 of 42, 191 yards, one touchdown. The touchdown and all that was at the end of of regulation, kind of in almost garbage time because Ohio State was just kind of keeping everything in front of them. Um, I think the this game right here, you want me to give you one stat that tells you who won this game? Penn State, Penn State was one of 16 on third down. Uh, and, and the one third down conversion was on that in that garbage time. Um, just, that's what that's what that's what you call not good. Yeah, just could not do anything. Uh, Singleton nine carries, forty eight yards. They couldn't establish the run. They couldn't establish the pass. Um, Penn State just looked rough offensively, but I do think Ohio State's defense is really good. Yeah, 
I want to confess something with you guys. I've not actually got flu-like symptoms. I'm just severely hungover because I played the Maserati Marv uh, drinking game and nearly died. And if you guys don't know what that means, that means you drink every time the announcer said Maserati Marv, and I'm still intoxicated, so. Uh, Gus, <laughs> Gus, Gus Johnson, uh, actually, um, we talked about this a little bit today, Jake, but the first couple of times he said it, it was, like, pretty cool, and then he just, I mean, completely ruined it. Just kept doing it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was uh, you, I know, I, I know you were at the Razorback game during this game, but, man, he, yeah, he just ran it in the ground. Um, Ohio State, really, uh, rushing-wise, really only they only had 79 yards rushing. Um, not a big offensive performance, 286 yards passing. Marvin Harrison had 11 receptions for 162 yards of those 286. Uh, Cade Stover had a good a good day. He had a, like, a really awesome, like, mossed-out catch. Um, Jake, did you happen to see the, uh, like the scoop and score, uh, that was returned for defensive holding? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a little weak. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but, uh, this, this game, man, Penn State, I mean, they did not deserve to win. Their offense couldn't do anything. Um, but, uh, definitely their defense holding Ohio State to, uh, 20 points was, was something to be proud of, um. I don't know, man. I I just McCord is not what they usually have at quarterback. No, it's weird. It's weird watching them play defense. Yeah, their defense is disgusting. Um, you know, we're looking at that number three ranking, the seven and zero mark for Ohio State. We know it's going to come down to that last game of the year against Michigan. Um, Jake, what are your thoughts on Ohio State as a as a national championship contender? Um, I think they could be. I think. <clears throat> That was my pick at the beginning of the year. Yeah, so it was, was yeah. Ohio State, and then um, I also picked OU, I think, to uh, make the playoff. And uh, that's looking good so far. Um, uh, but I think Ohio State's got the defense. I just don't know if their offense is good enough. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the key, man. I, um, if we look at Georgia, I mean, Georgia, I think, was off this week, uh, not really doing a whole lot um, offensively. But, um, or excuse me, not not really like impressing a whole lot because they haven't played anybody. But I think their offense is definitely getting better. Where Ohio State, I haven't seen that big jump, especially quarterback wise. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. But if they play like they did in this game offensively, uh, Michigan's going to boat race them. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. But Michigan also hasn't played anybody, so. Yeah, but they but they are doing what they're supposed to do to teams they don't play. Like just they have like a hundred and tenth ranked. It's like a hundred and tenth ranked. Strength of schedule so far. Yeah, it's really bad. It's almost dead last. Yeah, but so, uh, at least, but but they're smoking everybody. You know what I mean? They're they, they are they're doing yeah. they're doing what they're supposed to do. So they um, are. all right. So let's uh, let's go to the next game, Jake. Yes, uh, our next game was Tennessee at Bama. Uh, Nate, you had Tennessee plus nine and a half. Um, I had under forty eight, and Caleb had Bama minus nine and a half. Um, I thought this was for sure going to be an under. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot like the Penn State-Ohio State game because Tennessee's defense is good. Bama's defense is good. Tennessee's offense isn't as good this year. Bama's offense isn't as good this year. Um, and it looked like a Tennessee cover was going to be easy, and then they just absolutely collapsed in the second half. Yeah, I thought this was going to be easy, easy cover for me, I think is what you just said, Jake. But uh, I was looking at this game at halftime, and they just Tennessee just fell apart, did not do anything second half. 
Um, yeah. Milton had several uh, questionable decisions in the second half, especially um, down in the red zone, which killed me because all they really needed was one more score um, to uh, to get this game a little bit closer into the, uh, the the coverage range, and they just couldn't do it. They kept turning the ball over. Um, Milton made the throws he needed to make, and I was kind of talking with somebody, but it's like you give Tommy Reese enough time, he's going to scheme some guys open. And it just really just takes Milrow hitting those things. And then with that defense that Alabama has really kind of clinching, clinching down in the second half, Tennessee had no chance. Um, <coughs> sorry, guys, I got the little bit of That's okay. cough there. Hey, um, I got a question for you. Did you see what uh, Feinbaum said about Nick Saban? No, I don't think so. He said that this is his best coaching job this season. I don't know about that. Uh, well, uh, you have the 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 four the four classes that are on that are on their roster right now are the four highest ranked uh, of all time, like of any roster of like four four yeah. years in a row. Like, they, come on, man, best coaching. Yeah, he, he I, just I cannot has a stand. Issue. I cannot stand Feinbaum. Yeah, uh, he loves Bamba. Gosh, man. Yeah, he just has a QB issue. It's not like they have a talent issue. If if you have if you have the most talent recruiting ranking wise, and the recruiting rankings, yes, they can be off and there can be busts, but I mean, generally they get it pretty close to right. I mean, we can all agree on that, right? Yeah. And to say this is the best coaching job when he has the highest rated for you know four year team or whatever uh, in the history of recruiting rankings, that's that's a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, far, that's crazy. A little bit far fetched. They have a, yeah, they. You, you could talented. you could say this is the worst coaching job. They shouldn't have lost to Texas at home. No, yeah, no kidding. Texas is not that good. I don't care what anybody says. They're so overrated. They're back though, Jake. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you who's not back, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't heard, Quinn Ewers, he will not be back for several weeks. Um, Malik Murphy will take over. I don't know if you saw the last yep. of that Houston game. Uh, they were able to get the job done thanks to uh, Dana Holgerson making a really questionable decision to go for it on fourth and one and also pass on fourth and one uh, when they could have kicked the field goal. Uh, I think they won that game 31-29. to 29. I think a field goal would have uh, given them the lead in that game. So uh, definitely interesting, but we covered that game while we're at it. What's the next game, Jake? Yes, our next game is Duke plus 13.5 at FSU. <laughs> And the over-under was 49. Uh, Nate and I had Duke plus 13.5, and, and Caleb had the under 49. All of those were losses. I don't know how Duke didn't cover this game. Yeah, they they were up. Uh, it was 17-7, to seven, uh, I believe. Uh, Duke went in and scored. And the toning, turning point in this game is uh, Florida State um, immediately got the kickoff. Uh, following that, uh, it was an interception uh, by Duke, and then they scored. And following that, Duke kicked off, and the ensuing kickoff, they ran it back. Um, for a touchdown, and that was the turning point. The next possession, Riley Leonard got hurt, and uh, it was off to the races for Florida State. Duke definitely should have covered. This is three games in a row where um, Penn State, Tennessee, and Duke all looked like they were going to cover. Uh, it looked like late in the game they had a good chance to cover, and uh, by the time the final whistle blew, uh, the games were really not close, uh, which is really unfortunate for me to start off on the 0-3 skid. Yeah, um... You got saved though yeah. later on, because you're you're a weak picker. I don't know. That's about why that. I don't know about that. Um, you are uh, Keon Coleman a little bit uh, uh, a little bit down game for this one. Duke did a good job of shutting him down. Uh, Johnny Wilson actually got hurt, but he had five receptions for 58 yards. He was leading um, 
receiver. Uh, Travis continues to be the leading rusher and leading passer of Florida State, which is going to be interesting to see if he can hold up. Uh, Leonard was not himself, uh, for sure. He was definitely not mobile. Uh, I think right up till kickoff, nobody thought he was playing. And he ended up playing, got hurt again. Um, and that'll be key in a game we talk about uh, coming up next week to see if he's going to play against Louisville because I think that's a much more important game far as Duke goes than this game was. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I uh, uh, I, I thought Jordan Travis was going to be out for this game for some reason. I thought he was more hurt than, yeah, than what he was. He wasn't as hurt as, as Leonard, but yeah, they were both definitely banged up pretty good. Um, Florida State, man, legit, legit contender. Um you know, to make the playoff, looking at their schedule ahead. Um, they've got to play Wake Forest this week uh, at Wake Forest. Not difficult. They also go immediately right to Pitt after that, um, which Pitt's only 2-5. and five. Um, Then they get Miami at home, North Alabama at home, and then they got to go on the road to Florida. Wouldn't it be awesome if, if they were undefeated and Florida just spoiled that for them? Wouldn't that be amazing? Because you, you, know you, know you know the Gators are going to show up for that game. Whether, you know, who cares what the record is, they're showing up for that game. Yeah. yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's a big game. Definitely, um, okay. definitely a winnable schedule though coming out, uh, and it's. Good I think to, they might get left out, to be honest. Even if they're undefeated. I think so. No, I think there's a chance. No. I think there's a chance they do. No, I really do. We we need to do we need to do the the playoff ranking comes out next Tuesday, so we need to do we need to do some discussion on that. Who we think is going to make it based on that, you know, first ranking and all that, and then looking ahead. But um, I think if Florida State's undefeated, they're in. No I would think so. I don't no, know. If there is I don't know, chance, man. No, yeah. no doubt, dude. No doubt. I don't know. The ACC is tough, know. man. So who's who, who's gonna get in? Look at the well, a- I think, look at the ACC's non-conference record, though. It depends who runs the table, but I think if OU runs the table, they're in. If Washington runs the table, they're in. Uh, Georgia's gonna be in, and then uh, Michigan, Ohio State. I think Florida State's the one that gets left out. There's not gonna be a Pac-12 team, I don't think. Washington's gonna lose, I think. I don't think so, dude. I think Washington's best team in, in uh football. We'll talk about it in a second because they had a scare this week. All right, what's next? They did. They did. Uh all right. Our next game was Utah plus five at USC. Uh the over under was fifty six. We all took the over in this game and that hit. And Utah won. So yeah. it was a really uh that was really nice. That was a good one. You buying or selling buying or selling Caleb Williams right now, guys? Uh, sell, 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 sell. He's done for the year. He's not coming. So I heard this was a little bit uh an interesting finish here in this game. Um, was there like? Some... Try, I watched this game. I, I'm trying to remember what happened. Yeah, so I f- I fell asleep. Uh, once once Florida State kind of took the lead, and it looked like you know Riley Leonard was out, and Duke was you know really getting dominated offensive. You know their offense was getting dominated by that Florida State defense. Um, I kind of cashed it. Oh, in. you're talking about the Florida State game. No, I'm talking about Utah, U, USC. Oh, you're saying you're saying you went. I see what you're saying. You're yeah. saying you went to bed after. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I just really kind of crashed out, and I missed I missed how this ended. Um, but it looks like Bryce, Gosh, dang it, dude! What happened? I, it was crazy. I heard it was crazy. I was I, it was on my list to go back and watch on YouTube, but I hadn't hadn't made it through it yet. I literally um, can't think. I watched this whole game, and I'm like blanking on on. What? Oh well. Oh well. A big thing that happened is uh, Caleb Williams. They had they were inside the ten, and it was third down. And Caleb Williams was going to throw an uh, in, like just like a little like flat route, and uh, the ball slipped out of his hand. And they ended up having to kick a field goal. 
And then I remember now. And then Utah's quarterback, uh, what's his name? Bryson uh, Barnes. Yeah, he he. Yeah, like, Barnes. He ran. Dude, a- he made so many big runs. Yeah. Like so many, like yeah, and on he, third down a couple times, I think he uh, he got him in position and they they kicked a game winning field goal. Yeah, and yeah. At the end, they were down. They were down. Yeah, they were down. That's right. They were down one, and he hit the field goal to go up two. That's what uh, it is. Yeah, kind of, kind yeah. Of at the end there. I mean, if Caleb Williams doesn't fumble uh, like he did, and they score a touchdown, Utah loses that game. But also. I couldn't get over. I think I texted y'all. I don't know. I don't think I texted y'all this. Maybe I was texting somebody else. Uh, but literally, all the announcers could talk about was how much Caleb. Like they, they just said, "Oh, Caleb Williams did everything he could in this game." Um, anytime he touched the ball, it was like it. It was like something they'd ever seen before. The dude went like had like two hundred fifty six yards and no touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't light it. Like you would. You would have thought like if you were just listening to audio and didn't watch the game, you would have thought he threw five touchdowns. Yeah, oh yeah. That's the way they always are. I'm telling you, like Maserati Marv, man. Maserati Marv Dude, had, thir- had 30 yards against Notre Dame. Where was he at? He was freaking... Oh, he is Ma- good, though. Like, Maz the Marv. Yeah, no, he's he, good. He, I, I'm not saying Caleb Williams isn't the, good. No, he's, but like, he's they were, great, but yeah, I, I'm tired of it. Dude, after the game, they were literally showing him on the sideline and just talking about him. And it's like, no, it's dude, like he did everything lost. he could, lost, and it's bro. like... Uh, did he do? He did everything he could besides win the game. Yeah, the most important part. The most important part of of football is winning the game, and that's literally what he did not do. Yeah, that wasn't all on him, but like, it was insane to see them talk. Like they literally said he did everything he could. It's like really because he fumbled inside the ten. They they knocked (laughs) him. They took away a touchdown. In like in a crucial moment of the game, it's not like it happened in the first quarter. Right, right. Well, it was insane. Bryson Barnes kind of outplayed him. He had three touchdowns. He did throw a pick, three hundred and uh, two hundred thirty-four yards on. It was a bad pick too. It was on, a pick six. on only twenty uh, twenty-three attempts, dude. He's he's right to like ten yard, exactly ten ten point five yards per completion, or excuse me, per attempt. That's pretty good uh, for Barnes. Jackson, dude, Laquindon Jackson just destroyed them. He had um, 26 carries, only 117 yards, but he, he was pretty efficient. Um, one thing to note, I saw, I'm seeing this a lot, man. The third down efficiency on some of these teams is just awful, man. Both of these teams were combined 7 of 24 on third down. Like, does that not seem really low? That's really bad for Lincoln. Like, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel, I feel like both of these offenses are pretty, like, efficient offenses. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but... Like, I think Lincoln, I'm not sorry, actually. Uh, Lincoln, I think, is the most overrated coach I've ever seen in my life. He's, he's not a good head coach, not at all. Like, he is, an, he is a, oh, he's an offensive coordinator. That's what he is. Like, sometimes you got to put away your ego and realize what your ceiling is. He's not a head coach as do, of right now. Do you think that he could be a, would be a better NFL head coach? Because I, um, I think he would be. Oh, absolutely not! No, I don't think he can. Manage, Lincoln, I don't think he can manage a college roster. Lincoln, um, I heard he's going to the uh, Redskins. Yeah, I hope. it's the Andrews uh, now. Sorry. Um, How no, dare dude, you? he he can't. No, he can't. He has like the worst defense in FBS, and then also calls himself an offensive guru and has been shut down by the two toughest teams he's played all year. 
Yeah, that's true. And he has the, he has arguably the best player in college football on his team, and and yeah. plenty of receiver talent. Plenty. You can oh, yeah. you can say what you want about the receiver talent last year versus this year, but dude, he's got plenty. Plenty of talent. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's it's insane. I I, oh, I hate I hate Lincoln, and I'm not even like a like a fan of a team that he plays against. <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Um, I'm wondering what is their um what their team yards per uh what's their team their team stats. Let me look at and it. also you can't say that you want to have partial ownership of an NFL team when you get drafted. That's so stupid. That's no. not even mean. He wants to he wants to like how Messi, you know Lionel Messi, you know how oh, he yeah. he's he's a little he, more he's a little more proven, Jake. Yeah, like you know Just Messi. When Miami went and got Messi, they gave him part ownership of the team. So when he retires, he will own part of that Miami team. And so basically, he's wanting to, whoever drafts him, give him part ownership of the team. Wow. Well, And he's, a, he's what, 20? Hey, Caleb Williams should give part ownership of whatever, whatever, his, he, whatever the first house he buys to uh, Al Golden, because Al Golden owns him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, dude, like, and then like he has all these demands. Like, he wants a either a proven coach, or he wants a young offensive coach, or he wants a good O line. Like, they have to have like, like, dude, you're getting drafted to a bottom five team in the NFL. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah good luck, More buddy. than likely. More than likely. I, I hope. I hope all these franchises see that and they're like, you know, what? we're not we're not drafting him, and just drop him to second or third round. Just everyone, all these owners going to be like, you know what? Hey, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna blacklist this guy and drop him to the second or third round. And, you know, granted, second or third round is good, but think about the money difference between first round or, or you know, top ten picks. It's it's yeah. huge. It's a huge amount of money-wise. Uh, Jake, you probably follow the draft more than us, but it's it's a big, substantial uh, pay cut. And uh, that's what they need to do. They need to just be like, all right, dude, that's fine. We'll, we'll do it this way. You just – you can't make all those demands and be as bad as you are against top 25 teams in your career. Oh, pride, like comes, he's, he's, pride comes before the fall, Jake. You want me to get biblical well, on you guys again? It's <laughs> what's happening. Well, he has to like – he's been terrible against top 25 opponents. Like when he doesn't play a team that has a pulse – yeah. Um, or when he plays a team that has a pulse, excuse me, uh, he like he's not even close to the same quarterback. Nope. Yeah. I think I think Drake May's better than he is, and I don't yeah. think Drake May gets near the recognition that he does. Drake, Drake, Drake May's doing it with he, half the roster. Yeah, he struggled. He, he struggled this week though. He did, but like quarterbacks are going to struggle. I get that, but like Drake May literally has half of what Caleb Williams has. Yeah, true that. True that. Well, I'm glad they're out of the they're out of playoff contention. Maybe he'll sit out the rest of the year, and we won't have to deal with him anymore. Uh, and I don't watch the NFL, so it'll be even better. They don't have to see him again. And I'm sure whatever quarterback that USC trots out there next year, I'm sure uh, someone in a giant, uh, flashy gold helmet would be happy to smoke him. So, all right. Uh, what's next, Jake? All right, our next one, and this is our last game of the week besides our picks of the week. Um, this was Clemson minus two and a half at Miami. Uh, Nate and uh, Caleb took Clemson here, and then I took the under. Um, I'm the only one that got a win that week, or that pick, I mean, uh, and uh, obviously the Clemson was a loss. I don't know how they lost this game. Fire Dabo. He's overrated. I said this three weeks ago. I think he's one of the most overrated coaches in the country, um, and I think you need to get rid of him. 
there's no excuse to lose to Miami. This team just lost to Georgia Tech and lost to UNC. And it's, and then, it's no home field advantage. And it's there's no, no yeah. home field advantage. On top of that, and Tyler Van Dyke went out in the like the first quarter. Yeah. Because he hurt his knee. Yeah, and uh I'll tell you I'll tell you another thing. Um that that offense struggles, dude. It's anemic, and dude. And they are so it, they are so far behind because of the lack of willingness to use the transfer portal. Um, you know, I mean, think about Miami's roster. Yeah, they got some young some young guys the first year that Crystal Ball recruited, but most of those guys are transfers. They got all these guys in. And I mean, I, I, Dabo's a good guy. I like the way he does it. But dude, you, if you want to compete, um, you're gonna have to do it. A lot of people think that he's about to retire. Dabo? Yeah. I don't think he's gonna retire. I think he'll go somewhere else. But like, you can't. Like, I feel bad for Garrett Riley because I think Garrett Riley is a good OC, and I think Dabo limits him tremendously. I think Dabo puts his. Uh, you know, puts his two cents in and, and, and makes him run a certain style of offense. Because, like, Garrett Riley, what he did at TCU was incredible last year. Like, I know they had a lot of veterans and they had a lot of um, talented players, but, like, so does Clemson. Yeah. Clemson. And I don't know what – I don't Clemson. know what uh, – sorry, what were you saying? I was like, yeah, it's Clemson. They should – they have the better players. Well, and I don't know what Kane Klubnik was doing on that handoff. I, why are you keeping that? Dude, like he's you, made he's made a lot that, of right? he's made a lot of decisions like that. Yeah. Well, it's like you or do like, what your coach tells you to do. Check to, you don't check to RPO on like third down and one and like throwing yeah. it. Like he he's done that several times. He did it in the Florida State game. Like they had that game. The Florida State game was like the best game that they've played all season. I and, don't know if like why he thinks. I don't know if they're telling him he's like, hey man, you can go out there and do whatever you want, but like. He he had the touchdown. You're at the one yard line. Why are you pulling that ball? Yeah, yeah. You the, have Will Shipley. The uh, again, here you go. Miami nine of eighteen on third down, fifty percent, pretty good. Clemson only four four of fourteen. You know, not good. Yeah, that's done. terrible. Clemson had four uh, three hundred and fourteen yards passing, only thirty one yards rushing. You got to be more balanced than that. Um, you know. Uh, the total yards in this game, you've only got you know under 400 total yards. I mean, it's not not terrible, but uh, both these teams just, just man, I don't know. I don't think either one of these teams are good. Yeah, yeah. Now Clemson's four and three. Uh, they've got uh Notre Dame coming up in two weeks. They've got uh NC State this week on the road, which NC State's struggling, but that's a CW game, and that means that see things get crazy on the CW. You know, you, you got the game followed, you know, followed by One Tree Hill and uh, the Gossip Girls. Um, yeah. You, you got, you, then they got to go, they, they host Georgia Tech, then they host North Carolina, then they got to go on the road to South Carolina. Uh, and South Carolina's got their huge, you know, things, but North Carolina game's not going to be easy. And, uh, you know, South Carolina is kind of like the Florida thing. They're going to show up for that game. So, you know, you could sit here at the Clemson team, you know, very easily be 7-5. Uh, and five. Um. Once this is all said and done, especially if they I took know, that stupid team, didn't I? In the picks, team I th- picks. I think you did. Yeah, I think you. God, you, I'm, an it, I'm an idiot. You used an early use an early pick on them. Dude. You picked them to win the ACC too, Jake. You thought they were going to be better, which I think everyone did. You know, you don't have to make me feel so bad about it, Nate. Good. No, <laughs> I just, I just, I just know that, man. We got. Well, win. there's not many teams to pick from in that conference, so like you have to. 
pick one of the top two teams. Well, the problem is, is when the top two teams ain't the top two teams. Well, Florida State I mean, and Clemson were like the only two picks at the beginning of the yeah. year because nobody thought UNC was going to be this good. Uh, what did I tell you, Jake? I picked Louisville as my lock of the lock of the and year. And you did, yeah, and you took Louisville because I knew their schedule was crappy, and I knew they actually had talent. They quit last year. They didn't. No one in that program likes Satterfield, and you know they were so happy when he left. So, um, yeah. He, you know, they they all wanted Brom. He's a good coach, so I knew that was happening. But anyways, ACC's wide open. Um, you know, Florida State looks like they're going to be the first the first one um, to make it to Charlotte, and then the next spot's going to be open. But uh, both those teams, man, good win for Miami. Crystal Ball's first uh, ACC win at home, which is crazy to think. E- of. Yep. You ready to get the kick six, Jake? Let's do your yep. let's do yours last. We can do Caleb's, okay, perfect. Caleb's and then. Um, All right. Um, Caleb's pick of the week, he took an early one. He took a Tuesday game, I think. Um, And this was Liberty minus 14 and a half against Middle Tennessee State. I personally didn't like this because I think MTSU is better than, like, what their record shows. Um, They played well with Missouri, and they've played close with a couple other teams. Uh, But I think that game was, like, I think Liberty won by, what, like six or something like that? They won by two. Yeah. Oh, was it seven? Yeah, so they won by seven. Uh, so Caleb didn't get that, unfortunately. And then this week, and then, uh, and then um, Nate got the Iowa and Minnesota under, which would have went under if it was twenty-five. So, well, um, uh, so so this game, uh, I told you guys, uh, we got it. We got it early in the week at thirty-five and a half. Uh, last week when we did the show, this closed at thirty and a half, one of the lowest games in um, college football history. Um, and like you said, it would have been under 20. I thought it was going to be a sweat because, uh, you guys all saw the punt return, uh, from Iowa. Um, and, uh, he actually ran it back, uh, for the touchdown, for the win. And they actually what said, what a terrible call. Dude. Yeah. They, they said that he signaled, uh, to get away from the ball, which whatever that means. And then if he does that, he cannot, um, he cannot possess it and then return it. Um, and so, so Iowa had the ball with literally zero chance of scoring. Uh, I want to, I want to give you some things uh, because we all know that we have to give the Iowa offense credit where credit is due. They were four of fifteen on third down. Uh, they had one hundred and twenty-seven yards, pa- or excuse me, uh, one hundred and twenty-seven total yards. Jake, one hundred and twenty-seven total yards. I got some more fun stats for you here on on Iowa. Um, the second half, they had two total yards in the second half. Two total yards and still almost That's won good. this game. They would have won this game with not for that call with two total yards in the second half and their punt yards in the second half. Anybody want to take a, take a guess? Quite a bit. Sure. Uh, hang on. Take Over 200. Well, what would you say? Punt? Over 200. Uh, hang on. You said in just the second half. Yes, in just the second half. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with three thirty. No, two thirty four. Oh, 200, that was off. 230, 34 punt yards and only two. They had more punt yards in the second. My half gosh! Than the in the second half, than Minnesota had total yards in the whole game. They had double the punt yards in the second half than they had in the whole game. One hundred and twenty seven yards on offense. Deacon Hill was 10 of 28 for 116 yards in a pick. And he literally, uh, people were saying he throws the ball, it looks like a helicopter spinning. Like, that's an understatement. Like, he is horrible. Yeah, he's bad. Their, their leading rusher for Iowa had 
18 yards. 18 yards. 18? 18 yards was leading rusher. Yeah. They had 11 yards. Do they yards. just not have an offensive line, or they can't call plays? 11 What's yards rushing, dude. 11. Their offensive line is that bad? Okay, the best quarterback in this game was 10 of 25 for 126 yards. Was the best quarterback. 10 of 25 for what? Uh, a 10 of 25 for 126 yards. Good God. I mean, it's 12.6 yards per completion, but, dude, he's horrible. That's pretty good. Oh, my gosh, dude. They had f- <laughs> <laughs> 0.4 yards per rush for Iowa, <laughs> and Minnesota had 2.5. Did, what'd you just say? Point what? Point four yards per rush for Iowa. Point four. My God, dude. <laughs> Point four? Yeah, and, and Minnesota had 2.5. I guarantee you the Razorbacks God. had more than 2.5, and their OC just got fired. And they scored three points. Hey, don't spoil it. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you. You spoiled it. I told you guys. I told you guys. I was watching this entire game. Uh, on the big tried screen. To watch it. On the big screen with the volume. Yeah, I attempted to watch it, and I saw one possession, and I was like, eh, that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it was, man. Uh, did you see P.J. Fleck, like, losing his mind because the Iowa fans were throwing stuff on the field after the uh, reverse punt return? I would have, too, dude. That was – I would have thrown – I don't I don't even do that, and but, I would have thrown things. Okay, but do you know what the <laughs> – do you know what the mo- – like, the most Iowa thing was is they literally have had this game won. It was 16 it, – it was it was 17 to 12. Or it was 16 to 12, essentially. It was 17 with the extra point ensuing, right? And you know Iowa's kicker can probably make an extra point. Maybe. And they had two yards in the second half. And they were going to win the game. They had 116 yards total in the whole game. Yeah. In the whole game, and we're going to win. And we're going to be 7-1. Seven, seven and one. Yeah, you got to fire the entire coaching staff. Besides the defensive coordinator. Don't fire him. Well, okay, it's, it's not like Minnesota's much better. No, P.J. Flake's probably going to get fired, too, but... 127 total yards in a in a college football game. Dude, I got an idea for this. Okay, jo- Jonah Jonah pl- Jonah plays flag football with a 30 minute like running clock of the whole game. 15 minute first half, 15 minute second half, and I guarantee you that in their field's only 50 yards, and I guarantee you the teams have more than 127 yards. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That's like two rushes. It's like two rushes. Golly, that's terrible. That is bad. Point four yards per per rush. Yeah, that is rough. All right, all right. From one from one rough rough disaster in the Midwest to one rough disaster in the Southeast. Jake. Yeah. Let's do your pick and let's talk. Yeah. Uh, so my kick six pick of the week. Thank God I took it. Was the under <laughs> uh, forty five in the Arkansas Mississippi no. State game. <laughs> uh, no, I took I took Arkansas minus seven because. Uh, it was a smart pick, and uh, I look like an idiot. Arkansas didn't even score seven. Um, so, um, matter of fact, both teams almost didn't score seven. It was, so it, this was, that was this cool. was the only thing worse than Iowa. At least, at least Iowa Minnesota is comical. Like you know, they're not trying to have the to play offense. Well, dude, what's crazy is that game looked like an Iowa game. Like it, it felt like I was watching Iowa play football. Okay, I got to go back to this. I got to go back to this. With a minute thirty left. 
Okay, a minute 30 left. It's fourth down, and they're down to no timeouts. Kurt Ferentz thought about punting it back to Minnesota. Yeah, that's crazy. And was just like, well, maybe we can get them to fumble the the uh, yeah. the, the, get a turnover? The, the kneel down. Maybe they'll be like yeah. crystal ball and run it. Like, yeah. They, like yeah. he literally had to think about it. Like, am I going to hunt or are we going to go for it? Because uh, literally, the punting is is the best thing they have. It, it's all they got. Yeah, their punter's elite, dude. Two hundred. He's got lots of practice. He's out there every four dude, plays. No kidding. Every three plays, yeah. God. Um, okay, go ahead, Jake. Sorry, I just. But yeah, so I I was at this game. Um, obviously everybody knew what was going to happen after this game. I don't. I mean, if it was a surprise to you, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, I think everybody kind of kind of had the feeling. But yeah, Arkansas loses uh, to Mississippi State seven to three. Um, little fun facts. Couple fun facts. Um, Mississippi State had not allowed less than uh, thirty-seven points to an SEC opponent going into that game. Wow. Um, less than thir- 37. Beautiful. That helps their average. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I think their yards given up was like, pretty sure it was like 370 or something like that. Um, we did not reach either of those things. Um, not even close. Uh, matter of fact, the only points that we got was because we got a pick on like the second play of the game and managed to kick a field goal. Um and, don't you uh, hate yeah. that though when they get a turnover like that and they essentially gain no yards and then they don't score the rest yeah. of the game yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's terrible <laughs> yeah uh the one bright spot well a couple bright spots but the biggest bright spot was the defense is still playing just absolutely out of their minds um travis yeah, williams and and marcus goodson were just incredible hires by Pittman. um they completely turned this defense around. I mean, it was the last-ranked defense in college last year as far as pass defense goes, and it was one of the worst in run defense, too. I mean, it wasn't elite. Uh, and then this year, they're, like, one of the best in the SEC, if not the best in turnovers forced. Um, they're one of the best in, de- like, defensive efficiency as far as, like, touchdowns and stuff. Um, they're one of the best for tackles for loss. They're one of the best in sacks. Um, all of it. And they're doing it without Dwight McGlothern, who's their best corner. Um they're doing it without Pooh Paul for, uh, I think, he missed basically two games, who's their best linebacker. Um, so it's been impressive. But, um, yeah, Dan Enos needs to be fired, obviously. I don't think the players like him, and I think you could see that in the offense. Um, from what I've heard, everything that they were running in camp, fall camp, spring camp, everything they would even run during the week was completely different than what they'd run in the game. Like, during the week, they were taking shots downfield. They were running out routes. They were moving the pocket with KJ. Like, and they're doing it against a good defense. Like Arkansas's defense is very good this year. And so it just doesn't make sense. And I don't know. I just don't think KJ liked them. I don't think the players liked them. Um, so it needed to happen. Um, it sucked to watch, but but it is what it is. I think Pittman's gonna come back another year. A lot of people think he's gonna be fired. I don't. I think his recruiting class is too good next year. Um, for one, and for two, because he made such good defensive hires, I think they give him a chance to try to fix it. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the, the nas- national media seems to think that Pittman is going to be gone after this year. But. I don't think so. I, he could be. I mean, Hunter Yurchek, I think. Hunter Yurchek has balls, so, I mean, he could just do it. And he might have somebody in place. Um, they're going with Kenny Guyton uh, as OC, interim OC. Um, he was a quarterback for Ohio State under Trestle, I believe. Um, and he was under Kendall Bryles for a while. Um, we'll see how it goes. I don't imagine that it'll be much different. 
but it could very well spark the offense. You know, if the players like him and from what I know they do, um, if the players like him and he runs the offense that they were supposed to be running and it works, um, he might get brought back on as the OC. I mean, he's 32 and he's super young. So um, I hope he does well. Uh, but yeah, that, that was, that sucked to watch. And on top of all that, we had a freaking fumble six at the end of the game um, to take yeah. the, uh, yeah. to tie, to tie it. Yeah. And it gets freaking called back by a false start. And from what I've heard, I didn't go back and watch this game because I don't feel like throwing up. So I didn't go back to watch the game. Um, but from what I've heard is it wasn't a false start. It was actually a horrific call. Apparently, I guess the center center just snapped the ball early and the quarterback wasn't ready, which isn't illegal. Um, as long as nobody moves, the center can snap the ball whenever he wants. Um, so apparently he just snapped it early and they called a false start. Um, sure. So yeah, that's our luck. Um, but our punter did really well. Literally kept us in the I game. Did, I did. I did see that. He he played pretty awesome. No, our punter punted incredibly well. Probably his best game of the year. And like I said, our defense just Lots of shut him down. Lots of I mean, chances. it is it, it is what it is. I think, you know, Pittman made a mistake. He, he He's only been a coach for four years. Um, so there's going to be a lot of things that he does that people don't agree with. Um, I think – you know, for the most part, he's made good hires. I think Kendall was a fine hire. He wasn't elite. Um, I mean, statistically we were, but that didn't always translate to wins. Um, and Barry Odom was a good hire until his last year where we got destroyed with injuries. Um, so I don't think he's made a bad hire until Enos. I think he knew Enos. He was a buddy. Um, he had SEC experience. Um, so he just tried to play it safe because I think he was afraid that he, I, I don't think he wanted to take a risk on both sides of the ball, in my opinion, because I think Travis Williams was a big risk because he's also young and he's only been a DC for a little bit, and that was at UCF. So I think he just was trying to play it safe, didn't work out. So I think they give him another chance. Um, I don't know who they'd go get. Um, I think there's a couple names out there, and if he gets fired, that'll be that'll be interesting too. Um, but um, I love coaching searches. They're fun. So they bring life back into the program. That's right. They give you something to talk about, man. I'm telling you. Right. Uh, that sounds bad, but I really do. I think they're fun. They're, you know, they just, no matter who it is, people will be excited about it for the most part. Yep. Unless it's Chad Morris. Start, start, start. <laughs> yeah. Bring Chad back. Yeah, bring Chad what, back. What would you do if they brought him back, Jake? Huh? What would you do if they brought him back? I don't think um, people would ever watch the game again. Uh, I think, um, I mean, I, uh, I don't want to be violent here, but I think I'd be hanging, hanging from my, hanging from somewhere. I believe. <laughs> don't want to be violent. All right. Well, hey, you heard it here, heard it here first, guys. Uh, we're gonna leave you with that. Uh, Jake doesn't want to be violent, but this has been our yes. week number nine uh, recap show. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, do all those things. Uh, stay tuned later this week. We will have our no. This was week eight recap. Uh, we will have our week number nine. Uh, pick show coming at you. We'll we'll pick some games. Hopefully, do a little bit better. Uh, Jake continues <clears> to lead. I'm nipping at the hills. Caleb's right behind me, half a game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, last few weeks of the season, guys. Uh, we're excited for it. Uh, you guys got anything else? Um, Danny knows by zero. All right, Danny, <laughs> that that will definitely happen. Danny knows Maserati Marv. Maserati Marv. All right. Well, hey. For, I'm still drunk, guys. Uh, for Maserati Marv, NyQuil, and Porkchop, Caleb, 
and uh, and uh, Jake, the co- coaching carousel uh, conductor. Uh, yes. We will Ooh, see. Nice. We, we, That's we, a good one. We will see you next time. Bye.